We are officially in the year of 2024. Now, again, if you follow the news closely, take a closer look at the nation of the United States of America. Politically speaking, it's standing at the crossroads. And even though, again, we're looking at this elephant in the room, Donald Trump, the former U.S. president, right now is taking a huge lead, not only after winning the Iowa caucus recently, and also some experts believe that Donald Trump is going to take back the White House, and eventually we're going to see perhaps a rematch between Joe Biden, which is the incumbent, and the former U.S. president. Now, some people are asking the question, when we talk about democracy, do we still have any other alternatives? So in other words, democracy today is still running on the track of trust among the voters. But internally speaking, how should we understand this turmoil and chaos, not just in this political sense, but also in this economic agenda? Well, let's say not too far from away from the U.S., let's take a look at the country of Ecuador. Well, imagine this, a group of gang that bolt into a national TV stadium or national TV studio that began to create this chaos on the national TV. Some believe that has a lot more to do with the domestic drug war, but meanwhile, some claim it's an international attention. Again, those gang trying to send a strong message, not only to the current administration, but also to the citizens as well. Is that the case? And how should we understand the truth and also the reality in the country today? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker, which is Maria Zubello. Again, if you're familiar with our show, the Maria has been on our show numerous times and particularly relate to international crisis and regarding all those critical and major topics. Well, Maria, and welcome back to The Missing Piece and Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Happy New Year, too. Maria, again, you are the expert. Again, I want to talk about what is exactly happening in the nation of Ecuador. Again, when we look at the footage and also look at the media reports, number one, it's rather devastating to see what is happening related to the gang and the country. And also, it was rather shocking that they were... I want to be careful, not granted, but they just broke into the national TV studio and stand to appear uh, on the national TV television. And everyone, everyone there was pretty much terrified. Now, let's start with a fundamental question, Maria. From your evaluation assessment, what is happening to the nation today? Is it still in chaos or in turmoil? Particularly, we'll look at this political aspect. Let's start by the most recent news that happened yesterday night. One of the most significant prosecutor in the anti-crime uh, war uh, has been killed in Guayaquil. Uh, and he was investigating uh, the TC television attack that happened January 9. So it, has strong, it is a strong message uh, from the criminals, from the gangs of Ecuador against uh, uh, the government. What uh, we can say is that uh, this recent crisis is not the first one, and uh, probably it won't be the, la the last, um, just uh, explodes after two uh, big boss, big monster that escaped from prison. And first, uh, this uh, applies the role of prison 
prison, totally in control of the 22 uh, criminal groups that are managing drug trafficking in the country, along with the Mexican cartels of Sinaloa and Jalisco Nueva Generación, Italian Mafia and Urbania Mafia. Say that the two mobsters are Adolfo Macia, Aka El Fito, uh, is the leader of the Choneros. And what is important to stress is that the Los Chonero is a group associated with the Sinaloa cartel. Mm. So we are not, uh, I mean, it's not, um, it's not a joke, it's a serious uh, relationship. And then a few days later, Fabrizio Colompico, Aka the Savage, um, is the mobster of Los Lobos associated with the Mexican cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion escaped. So after um, these uh, um, uh, tragic events, the government declared, uh, declared war on organized crime. Uh, let's stress that Ecuador is not a, a cocaine uh, producer country, mm. but has become a hub for drug trafficking to Europe and to United States, taking advantage of um, some elements that uh, we'll discuss uh, in our show. First of all, the disbandment of a revolutionary armed force of Colombia, FARC, in 2016. Uh, bush fields in Colombia have been moving closer to the border, leading to increased drug trafficking uh, activity in the region. Uh, just to have an idea of, um, of the scope of the issue between um, 2019 and uh, 2022, uh, Ecuador's police seized more than 600 tons of drugs. And as you know, seizures are always less uh, of a true amount that uh, is uh, trafficked by the criminal group. Um, this explosion in um, uh, cocaine export led to a, um, a violence, uh, a scenario of violence, of urban violence. Just to have an idea, in 2022, uh, fatalities doubled uh, to more than uh, um, 4,000, mm. which was really a true record. And only um, between uh, 2021 and 2022, uh, only in Guayaquil, uh, the homicide rate increased by 61%. Uh, these are huge figures that explain and give us, uh, provide us the context. Um, uh, last August, uh, uh, the situation uh, uh, worsened because uh, uh, one of the presidential candidates, Fernando uh, Villavicencio, um, uh, was killed. And um, just to uh, provide some details, uh, he was uh, threatened by Fito, mm. one of the mobs. Recently escaped. Mm. Why Ecuador uh, was so attractive uh, for um, international criminal groups? First of all, uh, for its limited territorial extension, mm. and at the same time, uh, for a well connected road infrastructure that allows cross border movement in under. 
12 hours. So it's the uh, uh, logistic, uh, it's easy uh, in Ecuador. Also, uh, it's a navigable coastal profile enables the launching of vessels from any point. And we have to add that uh, uh, we are facing a lack of robust control over its border. Just to have an idea, only two parts in the country have scanners, the ports of Manta and the ports of Pozoria. So it's an heaven for drug trafficker because they go totally undetected. Mm. undetected. A second reason is the dollarization of the country and at the same time, um, a low banking penetration that uh, uh, made it easier to carry out uh, illicit activities and most of it money laundering transactions. Mm. So uh, it's appealing because you can buy drugs, send cocaine, and uh, um, uh, making operation money laundering operation. Just to have uh, an idea, the figures are about $3.5 billion laundered only in, in one year, mm. 2021, uh, which is huge, as you can imagine. But why um, criminal groups uh, came to Ecuador? There are some events that is, is important to stress. First of all, in 2009, um, the president Correa uh, decided to uh, offer uh, universal citizenship, uh, which means that uh, um, visa for entering to the country were abolished. As you can imagine, a lot of uh, uh, bad agents took advantage of mm. this measure, mostly the Albanians that uh, were, uh, were looking for new uh, territories, uh, new crime uh, hubs uh, to expand uh, uh, their criminal expertise. And uh, in Ecuador, they try to replicate the same pattern that they use uh, in Europe. As you know, the Italian mafia and drangheta is the main actor uh, managing uh, drug trafficking in Europe. And drangheta use Albanians as, um, as a asset uh, to operate uh, in region where it's uh, hard to operate. Uh, because uh, Albania mafia is known to be very aggressive, very violent. Uh, so it's a perfect army from Drangheta. And just to have an idea, uh, in Ecuador, uh, we don't have uh, uh, Drangheta brokers living there. Uh, you can find them in Brazil, for example, but not in Ecuador. In Ecuador, Drangheta prefer to... Um, to, to, to uh, delegate Albania mafia um, in terms of uh, rough jobs, uh, logistic organization of uh, drugs, uh, um, transportation mm. uh, in the... And also it's important to know that Albania mafia has very strong links with Mexican cartels. Just to give you an example, uh, is not to investigate uh, that the Sinaloa drug cartel uh, led by Ismael um, El Mayo Zambada um, established a money laundering partnership in, in Mexico uh, with members of the Albanian uh, Isa Brothers clan. 
So there are relationships outside Ecuador, and Ecuador was just the perfect place, the perfect region to set up the same pattern that um, the same patterns that are already known in other parts uh, of, of Latin America. Mm. Um, this explains why since 2017, um, uh, Ecuador faced several um, murders of Balkanian Mafia member. Okay, mm. so it means that there were there was a there was a war between the Albanian criminal groups. But now the crisis that we are seeing now is a crisis that has been organized by local groups. Mm. And in my opinion, it's my personal opinion, um, mostly I, I'm speaking about Andrangheta because I sure. know very well their mindset. Uh, usually Italian Mafia now, today, not uh, uh, in the 90s uh, when uh, um, involved itself in massacre and uh, um, very, very violent events. But now, Drangheta is replicating in uh, all around the, the, all around Latin America, the same pattern. It's a kind of business uh, company uh, that wants to make business uh, in a silent way. Mm. So, they don't want chaos, they don't want mass, they don't want, uh, they don't want murders. So as you can, ima can imagine, uh, uh, the situation now in Ecuador is not favorable, uh, uh, is unfit uh, for a foreign mafia to, to do what they want, uh, uh, drug trafficking. So what we can expect in the future, if, if the chaos will continue, and it's continuing because uh, yesterday the prosecutor was killed, I think that all these groups will move better. They're already present in Brazil, but they will move better and in an easy way to Brazil. Mm. What is scaring is that the Mexican cartels are not that present in Brazil. Mm. We just uh, saw some uh, uh, clues, uh, but it's really early. It's an early presence. Uh, the mess in Ecuador could lead to a more violent presence of Mexican cartels in Brazil. Don't forget that uh, members of uh, uh, Primero Comando da Capital, the first command of capital, PCC, uh, the main uh, criminal groups uh, in Brazil, members of PCC are known uh, to be present in the port of Guayaquil. So it means that uh, they participated to this dirty cake uh, and they for sure will be happy to open their door to Mexican cartels and to the amounts of drugs that Ecuador was uh, used to manage um, uh, the last uh, the last year. So, as you can see, uh, what happening in in Ecuador can have an impact not only in Latin America, but if you think about uh, also in United States and Europe. Why? Because from Brazil. 
if, if, Brazil, if Mexican cartels move in a massive way to Brazil, we will have a larger scale fentanyl production in the country and um, the establishment of uh, the increase of new routes to United States. Mm. So uh, the situation is really critical at this time. Um, I think that Ecuador, until now, uh, didn't face, uh, didn't fight uh, the, the issue in an appropriate way. Mm. The result. Well, Maria, I agree with you 100%. Again, as you were describing this whole process of mafia and the presence of money laundering, of course, we're seeing the drug cartels in the country as well. Again, just based on your description, it almost looked like we're watching this Hollywood Mission Impossible episode. But in reality, we know it's actually, as you mentioned, it's critical and also threatening to the country. But as you mentioned before, what's happening in Ecuador today, it's also alarming for the neighboring countries. I want to read a certain statement. I don't want to get your reaction, perhaps even a further explanation on this. It says, and I quote, Ecuador's descended into chaos has alarmed the region, especially neighbors Colombia and Peru. Again, recently, the latter declared a state emergency on its border with Ecuador and deployed an unspecified number of troops there. Colombia, which shared a porous border with Ecuador and the south, expressed concern about the security situation, end quote. Now, Maria, again, as we mentioned before, Ecuador is rather crucial and critical in Latin American region and the border with the nation of Colombia and Peru. Why do you think that from the uh, Colombian and also from the Peruvian perspective, what's happening today in the nation of Ecuador, it's also alarming in terms of security situation in both countries. Your thoughts? Uh, what I think, just think about uh, uh, why Brazil became so important uh, over the years. Because uh, uh, Colombia uh, began a policy with the United States to fight cocaine trafficking. Mm. And actually, even with Petro administration, United States uh, is still present in the region and try to collaborate in terms of drug trafficking. Um, that's why a lot of cocaine trafficking moved to Brazil, because it was less controlled by the U.S. authority, by the U.S. agency DEA. Um, so I don't think that Colombia will expose um, because uh, Colombia is still inside an international ring that um, gives a lot of attention to the fight of drug trafficking. Peru maybe, but you have to understand that drug trafficking now, cocaine trafficking, is an international issue, is an international uh, um, uh, structure. So mm. you have different criminal groups. Uh, in Peru, for example, we have Ndrangheta. Yes, we have. But uh, in Brazil, uh, its presence is much more professional. It means that they have um, a, a local ring of 
uh, corrupted authorities, corrupted police officer. Uh, this is, is very important when you have to set up uh, a cocaine trafficking because corruption actually is the only way to um, really establish a, a criminal market and not having any problem at all. So Colombia, may, maybe probably it will be, um, there will be an increase. Maybe some local um, mobs from Ecuador will move to Colombia. No doubt about it. But in terms of the volumes of drug trafficking that Ecuador uh, used to manage, in my opinion, Brazil now is the perfect country. And when, I, when I'm thinking about Brazil, I'm thinking about the north of the country. Mm. Why? Because we have the Amazon. And now the Amazon is a no-entry zone. As the Yanomami uh, tragedy is showing, uh, even under Lula government, why Yanomami are dying? Because actually, Brazilian, uh, the Brazilian state failed in um, countering uh, the, the expansion of criminal groups operating in the Amazon. Just to have an idea, Roraima, Roraima um, we talk about Roraima when we spoke about the Guyana, the, the threat of Guyana conflict with Venezuela. But Roraima is, uh, became the door for all kinds of uh, criminal and legal uh, illicit activities. Uh, you have uh, gold uh, um, smuggling, you have uh, Hezbollah uh, members that are involved in drug smuggling, in money laundering um, operations, you have PCC, you have Comando Vermelho. Uh, last year, some members of Sinaloa cartels were identified in the Amazon. So actually, uh, the Amazon, in my opinion, will be uh, the next stage of uh, drug war in Latin America. Mm, probably not Santos, uh, but the north of Brazil. Hmm. Maria, two more questions before letting you go. Now, again, based on the latest report, some believe that the reason why we're seeing this increase of the drug cartels in Ecuador and also it represents the failure of the entire judicial system in the country. Now, can you talk about do you think what really happened recently in the nation of Ecuador can be explained or can be um, understood as a failure on this judicial system? What do you say to that? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, just look at the, um, the security policy in the last uh, 15 years, okay? Uh, every president... Uh, could not achieve anything. During uh, uh, his presidency, Rafael Correa, for, for example, as we say, undermined Ecuador's ability uh, to fight drug trafficking mm. by closing uh, the U.S. military base in Manta and the discontinuing operation with the U.S. Uh, drug enforcement uh, agency. Mm. So, um, he, he started uh, um, uh, allowing uh, 
the Ecuador's maritime economic zone totally without surveillance. And then we have we had Lenny Moreno from 2017 to 2021. He led to the dismantlement of Korea's Ministry of Justice. Uh, so uh, with this, uh, they the government lose total control of the prison, uh, and the prison became operational basis for organized crime groups, uh, which is important mm. to stress. And finally, before uh, the, the latest uh, president, Guillermo Lasso government, uh, held a referendum about uh, uh, constitutional reforms to tackle crime. This referendum was a failure, and then he proposed changes uh, such as legalizing the possession of firearms uh, uh, for self-defense, uh, and uh, he gave the military a more significant role in anti-crime efforts. But all these measures measures were failing. Why? Because of the corruption. Because if you don't have an institutional system where people are loyal to the ethics of state, you can uh, fall in the mess, in the chaos that we are seeing in Ecuador. Mm. Maria, I want to ask the Last question regarding what's happening in Ecuador and also want to get your uh, final thoughts. Now, because yes. of what's happening today in the nation and based on the survey, local residents are saying that right now the tensions are rather high. No one is shopping right now and they are scared because they don't know if they opened up the country and they could be robbed. So in other words, we're looking at the word chaos. We're looking at the word turmoil. So I want to get your final thoughts. Are we going to see any type of political or social reform before this is getting worse? Or maybe perhaps in this political sense, we allow Ecuador continue to descend into chaos until it is way too late to solve the crisis. What are your final thoughts? I suggest all the international countries that uh, are serious uh, anti-criminal uh, um, policies to, to give a contribution to Ecuador because uh, this chaos uh, can lead to an immigration, uncontrolled immigration flows to the United States, to Europe, because if, if we, we saw it with the the Asian situation, when you have a, a, a chaos in your country, it's normal uh, that people want to flee the country because mm. they, uh, um, daily rights are not uh, respected. So um, this chaos can develop into very, very bad things. I think that all the country uh, that are involved in this story, because I'm thinking about Italy, I'm thinking about uh, uh, European authorities, because Albania Mafia and Drangheta Mafia are from Europe. I think about uh, uh, Mexican cartels and the United States are really involved uh, in this issue. So I think that we have... Um, try to collaborate with the Ecuador government uh, to find a way, first of all, to get out from this mess. Mm. 
because uh, when you have a chaos, uh, a, a 100% chaos, uh, nothing can be um, produced uh, in a long, on a long term um, vision. So first of all, we need to resolve the contingent situation of the country. And then uh, I think that uh, it's important to have uh, an intelligence work uh, cooperating with other countries like Brazil, Peru, Colombia, to understand what are the flaws and how uh, they can be stopped. Mm. I think just, again... Just also, a last thought, because I, I believe in it. Sure, go I ahead. That behind all this story, okay, you have the single cocaine consumer, okay, that lives in New York, in Milan, in Paris, in London. I think that if we bring this message that behind your four grams of cocaine uh, that you use for entertainment on Saturday night, you have all these cows, all this despair, maybe things uh, 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 could really change. Mm. Well, I mean, again, Maria, as we mentioned before, when we look at what's happening in one country, should not be single-handed explained just by domestic political chaos. I mean, a link to so many international concerns and links to so many international relationships altogether. But again, we hope and I pray that in this year, that Ecuador, this political stability and this social stability and should be restored. And most importantly, as we mentioned before, democracy, it's not just a concept. It's not just a word. It's actually the actions behind the promises from the government, from the officials to the citizens. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to have Maria Zuppello back on the show. Again, we really appreciate your insight, analysis. We'd love to have you back on the show for our future episodes. And also, as we continue to follow what exactly happening or will happen to the nation of Ecuador. So, Maria, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs>